If we are to get in our vehicle and we are to drive on the 401 toward Toronto, and then we take exit 312 toward Campbellville and Burlington, and from there we drive about four kilometers. That's it. Four kilometers. So three minutes down Highway 1. We're going to find Crawford Lake. It's part of Crawford Lake Conservation Area. And we're probably going to find it with a whole lot of cars around it right now. I bet there are people there. But they're there for a reason. It's been called a golden spike. Oh, interesting. Why is it being called that? Well, I'm not qualified to tell you. But our next guest certainly is. Please welcome Dr. Francine McCarthy from Brock University, where Dr. McCarthy is a professor of earth sciences to London Live. Dr. McCarthy, how is your day going? Pretty good. Pretty busy, but pretty good. No doubt. Well, thanks for saving five minutes for us. So let's talk about what's been happening here. Scientists, and you are certainly one of them, have been looking around the earth trying to figure out what? What what have they been trying to find? Trying to find evidence of whether the Earth underwent a massive shift in the middle of the 20th century. So there had been this proposal back in the year 2000 by a Nobel Prize laureate named Paul Critson that we were no longer living in the Holocene, that the Earth, planet Earth is too different now. We should call it the Anthropocene because humans have altered the environment so much that Earth history has changed, so we should call it by a different name, by a different epoch, essentially. So, so that's what we've been looking for evidence of. And we have all of these epochs that go back in time. One of them would be, what, the, the dinosaurs, and then when the dinosaurs were wiped out, that's when so, that particular period of time ended? Right. So the, the big asteroid impact 66 million years ago uh, got rid of the dinosaurs and lots of other things. So that was the end of the Mesozoic era. We entered the Cenozoic era. The uh, the epochs of the uh, Quaternary are the Pleistocene and the Holocene. So the Pleistocene, the Ice Age, uh, the Holocene is the one that most people would say we're currently living in. So if you look at a geologic timescale, the top of it would be, you know, the Holocene. It would include the Holocene. We're saying that the Holocene ended in the middle of the 20th century, so 73 years ago, uh, the Holocene ended. We just never noticed. Uh, we should call what we're living in now the Anthropocene because it's too different from the previous 11,700 years since the ice is, since the ice age ended. So this is a new age, and people have referred to it as the age of people. So the, this is human stuff now? Humans have altered the planet so much that it's not not behaving the way it used to behave. So I, I, I've used the analogy before of uh, when a child uh, develops into a teenager, they don't act the same, They you can't treat them the same way, they don't react the same way. So it's the same planet, but it's just so different that you can't call it, you, it's not the age of the Holocene anymore, it's now a new age, the Anthropocene. 
We could be in a new age. Okay, so that lays the groundwork for us. We're talking with Dr. Francine McCarthy, professor of earth sciences at Brock University. And Dr. McCarthy has been working on this and certainly working with Crawford Lake. So there were 12 spots on the planet that were earmarked for maybe a a good piece of proof that this is happening. Mm -hmm. Why did Crawford Lake make the list? So all the all the twelve sites, in fact, showed evidence of this massive shift in the mid twentieth century, what's called the Great Acceleration. So all twelve sites show that, but Crawford Lake shows it better than the others, more reliably, more surely. So it's the it's like the poster child for what the Anthropocene is, uh, how it's different from the Holocene. So we have our golden spike firmly entrenched in Crawford Lake, do we? We don't until and unless uh, the commission that our our proposal is going to says so. So we (laughs) are making the best case. So we're proposing this and our group, 23 members of the Anthropocene Working Group, we have decided that Crawford Lake is the best case, the the best possible uh, case for this. And they're going to read our proposal that we're going to submit in a few months. And on the basis of the evidence we give them, they'll either say, yes, you get a golden spike or no, you don't. And if we get a golden spike, it will not be at the bottom of this very, very, very deep lake. So I don't want any of your listeners to uh, lose their lives diving into this deep lake. Uh, Besides, no one is supposed to even walk onto this lake because it's in a conservation area. So if we get a golden spike. It'll be in a core in a cryogenic facility in Ottawa at the Canadian Museum of Nature. It will not be at the bottom of the lake. Dr. McCarthy, thank you so much for pointing that out. Okay. That's that is very important. Okay, but let's thank look now <laughs> at what it is about Crawford Lake that you say has all of this evidence. What's happened with because it would just seem to be a lake in a conservation area? Obviously not. Well, the thing is, it it is, quote-unquote, just a lake in a conservation area. Everywhere on the planet has been living in this new age. So so all the 12 sites that we looked at, anywhere I would predict that you would look for this evidence, it would be there. The thing about Crawford Lake is it preserves that record better than other places do. And the reason that it does is that it's very, very deep for its size. It's tiny lake you can walk around it in 10 minutes around the boardwalk but it's 24 meters deep so that's an incredible depth to surface area ratio so what we have is a lake where the water doesn't mix all the way to the bottom so the sediments don't get disturbed and they accumulate very clearly every year is distinct so like tree rings we can identify each year that the sediments were deposited and we can take just that one year and we can analyze each year for anything, uh, anything chemical, physical, geological, biological in the sediment and determine what, what what the health of the planet was at that time. And so it's like a diagnostic tool of the health of the planet and Everywhere on the planet changed in the mid-20th century, and because Crawford Lake is this nice isolated lake in a conservation area, it shows very clearly that 
that change and we can pick out the exact year that it changed. So we're suggesting the exact year 1950 to be the first year of the Anthropocene and 1949 then would be the last year of the Holocene. That's incredible. We're talking with Dr. Francine McCarthy. One last question. What made you start to look at Crawford Lake? What even put it on a radar? What made me look at it was um, when I did my master's degree at the University of Toronto, my supervisor uh, was, he was also curator of botany at the Royal Ontario Museum, but he was the first person who recognized the uniqueness of the lake. And he and his very first grad student, a young woman named Maria Boyko, took sediment core from that lake. And when she started analyzing the lake, the, the, the sediments, she was analyzing year by year by year all the way back through time. And the, the thing that was the most interesting and the thing that most people know Crawford Lake for is that she found evidence that there had to have been indigenous people practicing agriculture very close to the site because she found a large amount of pollen of corn and other cultigens that they they were growing for food. And so on the basis of that, once she convinced her supervisor, who ended up later being my supervisor, that there must have been Indigenous people living there, uh, he contacted his colleague, Bill Finlayson, who was at the time the um, uh, provincial um, archaeologist at the uh, Ontario Provincial Archaeology site in, I got the name of the institution wrong, but it's in London, Ontario, and uh, the Archaeological Survey, that's what it's called. And they did uh, a um, an excavation, and sure enough, they found evidence of exactly where these longhouses were, where the hearths were, and so on. So, so that's what people know it uh, for for the longest time. But, and that's how I became involved in it back in 1984. But since then, since I've known about the unique qualities of the lake, I've also studied it on my own with some of my grad students. And when they were looking for perfect place on earth to to reliably and precisely understand how the earth had changed year by year in recent times. My colleague, uh, who has been on this commission for many years before I was, stopped at my door and said, don't you think Crawford Lake would be a good place to, to you know, to enter this race, if you will, to see if it has a, a very strong record? And I said, sure. And five years later, we have the work done and the report ready to submit as a proposal. Incredible. Well, good luck with that. And remember, the Golden Spike will be in Ottawa. It won't be at Crawford Lake. This is not a thing that you should be going to let this go to the scientists right now. Well, Dr. McCarthy, thank you so much for the work that you've done and uh, for putting a part of Ontario on the map to this point. And we'll see if it actually gets the golden spike to be a brand new spot in this planet's history. That's right. Thanks very much. Thanks for the time. That is Dr. Francine McCarthy from Brock University. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Every once in a while. and, And you've seen all of these eras. I mean... You go to 
a history museum or every once in a while it'll come up in some documentary. This would be one that started in the 1950s and it's essentially the age of people when people started to impact the earth so much that you saw changes that you can then quantify. Oh, here's the health of the earth. Oh, look, here's the health of the earth this year. And Crawford Lake is able to basically go, as Dr. McCarthy said, like the rings of a tree, bing, 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 all the way up. So you can take it year by year by year. Wild. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.